Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Continuing here on the happy hour on the Guy Benson Show. And producer Christine, would you like me to make you happy right now? I sure would. I'm happy to do this because, as I mentioned at the very top of the show, as I do every day when I give the date, it is now officially September. And even though we are still pre-Labor Day, it at least is a fall month that has arrived and therefore we can have our first conversation on this show this year about pumpkin spice fill in the blank i've taken a hard line on this through the years we've argued about it back and forth and you tried to bring up the conversation in july in august we managed i think to completely stiff arm the topic all summer long it's now september and i hereby grant you the Guy Benson Show's official permission to enjoy pumpkin spice season, even though it's still too early, at least it's September. You're welcome. Are you happy? I feel like I want to do the small clap right now, but I must tell you something briefly. I tricked your guest host, and we did talk a lot about pumpkin while you were gone. Is that actually true? Why did she do that? A little bit, yes. Oh, so that's what happened. I'm across an ocean, and that's when she sneaks it in. Well, that was premature, but it's now September and you have permission. So I don't know if that means anything at all, but I do have to take a break and we will take it together. Be right back on the happy hour. It's the Guy Benson Show. Home stretch. Thursday edition. It feels like a Monday to me because I'm just back, but it's already Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. I will be on the big show Saturday and Sunday up in New York, co-hosting that on Fox News Channel in the 5 p.m. hour both of those days, so hope you will tune in or maybe set your DVR over the long weekend for all of that. Here, the radio show is GuyBensonShow.com. That's the online home. At Guy Benson Show, Twitter and Instagram podcast, free every day, including Bonus Benson on the weekends. So I'm back behind the microphone, was itching to get back, because, look, I love a good vacation. Who doesn't? But by the end of the trip, I'm usually ready to get back into the swing of things, get back on the air here with all of you. There's so much stuff happening. We're gearing up toward a very important election. And so I had this date circled. I said, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I can plan all of my flights so I can land in plenty of time to be able to do the show on Thursday, hopefully without a huge amount of jet lag. Now, a crucial component to this plan all working was catching a connecting flight, a close connection in London. So we will get into some of the details of the trip itself. I know last time we all spoke, I was in London doing the show there. Then I was going to Ireland and then on to Greece. And producer Christine really wanted to interrogate me in a Curious Christine segment today about all of it. We will get to that tomorrow on the Friday edition. I wanted to tell this story first because it sort of feels like bookends to today's program. I opened with a travel anecdote, and now I will close with another travel story from this journey. 
So it was Tuesday. We were in Greece with our Fox News colleagues, a number of them. We were celebrating Kennedy's 50th birthday, if you can believe that. And we had an evening flight out of Greece back to Ireland, which is where we had our returning flight to the United States booked from. And we couldn't change that. We could move the date around, but we could not cancel or change the flight, which is why I would have just much rather flown out of Athens back straight home to D.C., which would have been possible. But no, we had this prepaid flight. We had a prepaid night of hotel that night before the flight out of Dublin. And so we just had to get ourselves from Greece back to Ireland. And that was contingent upon a quick turnaround in London. Not at Heathrow Airport, which is the airport I've been to a number of times, but this is another one, Gatwick, where I'd never been before. So I was totally unfamiliar with the terrain, and we had a delay in Greece of an hour. The plane was late arriving. I think it was like a staffing issue. And so I'm sitting there slowly starting to sweat more and more because already it was going to be pretty close, pretty tight in London. We were going to have about an hour and 45 minutes, I believe, total, like touchdown to departure of the next flight. When you shave an hour off of that, a little more than an hour, it starts to get very dicey. So we are in the air. We're on British Airways flying to London to then go ahead to Dublin for this airport hotel night of sleep and then get on the plane and come home. And I'm nervous, so I go and I ask the flight attendants on the plane, hey, what exactly is our expected arrival time and what is the airport configuration in London? Do we have to go through customs? Do we have to go through passport control? Or since we're not actually entering the U.K., we're not, like, going anywhere in England, we're just staying in the same terminal to get on another plane and leave, do we have to go through all that rigmarole? So they brought over the chief flight attendant, the purser on the flight, whose name was Catherine, and she said, unfortunately, the answer is not one that we wanted to hear. Number one, yes, we had to go through passport control upon arrival in London. Number two, that would then put us on the other side of security. So we're going to have to go back through security to then try to race to the gate for this short flight over to Dublin. And she was looking at her watch, and you could see her doing the math in her head, and she said, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this, but you might. You've got a chance. You have to run, which sounds so exhilarating, does it not? This sounds very relaxing for the final day of the vacation, the big travel day. So part of the problem was we're in, like, row 20 in coach, and it's going to take us forever to get off this plane. And the British Airways flight attendant, Catherine, she realizes this as well. And I was absolutely floored by what came next. Because just to get a little nerdy on you when it comes to airlines, because I'm a total airline nerd, as many of you might know if you listen regularly, I'm a United flyer, frequent flyer. And that is United and the Star Alliance network of airlines. British Airways is part of a rival network, One World. The American Airlines partner. Bum, bum, bum. But we had to fly it for scheduling reasons. So we have no benefits. We have no status. And yet, this angel, Catherine of British Airways, said, if you wait to get off this plane, you will definitely not make it. 
I'm going to bring you up to first class. Get your luggage. There are some empty seats in first class. We are going to have you sit there for the remainder of the flight, the last, you know, 25 minutes or so. And you can be the very first people off the aircraft when they open the door. And then she said, sprint as fast as you can. So I was blown away that they made this offer. Could not believe that they did it. That was extremely kind. So, and I actually tweeted at British Airways and mentioned her by name because that is a really cool thing that she did and did not have to do at all. So we get to the gate. Of course, there's this excruciating delay on getting the jet bridge up against the plane so we can get off. Finally, the door opens and it's just like, and they're off. She's like, good luck. We had all of our luggage in tow. We ran full blown running through this mostly empty airport at that point in the evening. We go to passport control. It's all biometric at this point in the UK. So they're like scanning our eyes and taking photos and stuff, but no human beings that we had to interact with. So we get through passport control. Then we have to race to the next round of security. Also, it feels like everything is about a mile apart in this damn airport. I'm like, boy, this is really testing my cardio here. So we get to the security line. No one is there. And what they do over there, it's not what typically I've seen in the United States, but what they do in the UK is you show up and you can't get into the security line to see a security agent unless you scan your boarding pass into a computerized system. So we scan our boarding passes and an error message comes up saying, declined, denied, too late. Like the flight's closed. You can't make it. The check-in is too late. So we are then shouting for a person, an actual human being, to come over and help us. They said, you know, see agent for assistance. So basically their version of the TSA, their guy comes over. We are huffing and puffing and trying to explain what's happening. He said, well, what time is the flight? He's looking at his watch. He's grimacing. He said, I'd have to do a manual override to even get you into the security line. I'd have to check with a supervisor. I said, please do. He said, you might not even make it. I said, we're willing to take the chance. So he radioed a guy, and the guy gave him permission, and he had to plug in a code two different times for us to get through. We then raced to the security line. We're, like, taking laptops and throwing them into boxes and taking liquids out and the whole thing. We get through pretty quickly as far as these things are concerned. We're, like, repacking our luggage as we are now hightailing it to the gate, which is, again, another mile away, it feels like. Like, could these things be any further apart? And as we turn the final stretch down toward gate four, they had this big screen up that had the gates listed, and gate four, flight to Dublin, was all in red letters saying, gate closed. So I'm thinking we are completely screwed but we decided to try anyway, run through the tape. We get to the boarding area, and I notice that the boarding door has not yet closed. And there's the security guy still sitting there. So we race up to him looking. I can only imagine how disgusting and disheveled and frantic. And he did not seem to be the most motivated worker I've ever encountered. Let's put it that way. But we had just barely made it, it seemed. So he was scanning. We kept handing him the wrong boarding passes. 
Like, we had old boarding passes from the Greece flight. We were just totally discombobulated. He's like, wrong one. Finally, we get him the right boarding passes. He scans them. The little green light comes on. Down the jet bridge we go. The door is, in fact, still open. And we arrive on this flight looking probably our very worst, but we were absolutely thrilled. And the Aer Lingus flight attendants, which is the Irish national airline, are sort of looking at us like, well, what have these guys just gone through? Very kindly brought us waters immediately. They knew that we needed it. And off we went to Dublin. And we landed very late. We had not really eaten for 10 hours or something like that. So there was a McDonald's right by the airport. We had the cab in Dublin drive us through McDonald's where we went with very American order. We got a Big Mac and McNuggets and fries, and we shared them. They had curry sauce for the dipping sauce, which was different. And I wanted to ask about, you know, barbecue or sweet and sour, my go-tos. But I said, you know what? I've pushed my luck enough today. Let's just let it ride. And we crashed, passed out, made it onto our flight the next morning. Again, that hotel was prepaid. If we had been stuck in the U.K., that would have been a sunk cost. We'd have had to, like, get up very early to hopefully make the connection in Dublin And all of those travel nightmares were averted by, I would say, literally one to two minutes. And if we had not had every single little thing break our way the way that they did, starting with Catherine on British Airways, I think that perhaps today's return to the microphone might have been disrupted, potentially. I'm getting my blood pressure is going up again just recounting the story of what happened. But I'm also sort of proud that we did it. We definitely got our exercise in for the day. And I'm mostly grateful to the people who helped us because they could have not. They could have been less enthusiastic, less empathetic. They could have been like, oh, well, you know, good luck knowing that we wouldn't make it. But they at least help us put ourselves in a position to have a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. And we made it. Christine, have I inspired you? I hope that this story has inspired you. To not travel? Sure. (laughs) You're like, I don't want to do this ever again. No, I don't. I mean, we've talked many a time. I am a hot-headed Italian from New Jersey. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. You would not have made the flight. You would have been too angry and seeing red. You would not have found solutions. You would have probably gotten yourself arrested. I, I wouldn't like go that far, but you saw me with the Uber driver when we went to Hofstra. Remember? Oh, yes. Or ordering him around. Yep. Oh, yeah. And when a few other things have gone south or sideways on the show, you basically race to the closest barrel of gasoline and douse yourself in it and start looking for matches. That's your solution to things. So I don't think you would have made the flight. Boy, have I missed you, guy. <laughs> yes. But I think sometimes I just want to model good, inspirational behavior for you. I think that's really the point of this story. That's the moral of the story. And I hope that you're very grateful and that the audience is also grateful. How self-serving is that? I mean, thank you. Yes. Okay. That was the response I was looking for. And then tomorrow on the home stretch, you can ask me all of your questions about Ireland and Greece and the time that we had. So we'll put a pin in it, save it for tomorrow. Back here, same time, same place, on the Friday edition of The Guy Benson Show. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening. It's good to be back.
It is the happy hour on the Guy Benson Show. Thanks for being here, GuyBensonShow.com. So yesterday, during this exact same segment, 24 hours ago, we did a pumpkin spice update where I granted permission to producer Christine to go and get some pumpkin spice whatever because at least it's September. It's not really fall yet, but it's less embarrassing than doing so in July or August. And Christine was extremely grateful, extremely grateful for that permission. And in fact, she went out immediately today and got herself a pumpkin spice, I think, latte at Starbucks. And Christine, you texted the group, it seems as though you are one and done on this. Why? This was a very, very sad guy. So, yes, I was so happy. I finally got permission from Guy Benson. So I went today. Cookie was so happy. I was practically skipping into Starbucks in New York City. I proudly ordered my PSL, just a tall, because there's a lot of calories and a lot of sugar in them. And I waited. And then the lady, um, she- And by the way, the tall is their small. Correct. Which, I, that's always annoyed me. But anyway, go on. My husband refused, by the way, to say tall, grande, or vente. When he goes in there, he'll say, I'll have a small, I'll have a medium. I'm like, Bobby, that's not how to order. But I support that. They they know what he's talking about. That's what he and, said. And these names are ridiculous, but please, continue. Oh. Then the lady said, um, okay, that will be $7.85. And For I a almost, small pumpkin spice latte. Almost $8, Christine. What was it, like a dollar a sip? I'm not sure what happened here, but I can't pay that. As much as I am a lover of pumpkin, I'm going to have to find somewhere else that has delicious mm. pumpkin coffee because there's no way I can keep paying that. One and done. And you wasted it in September. You didn't even wait until it was sweater weather, all cozy, a little crisp in the air, a little chill in the air. You blew it in a hot day in New York City in September. And I hope you think about these choices. That's all I can say. Guy Benson Show returns after this break. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Happy Friday, almost at the weekend here together. GuyBensonShow.com, our website. Podcast is free every single day. Bonus Benson on the weekends included. That's seven days a week. Also, I'll be co-hosting the big show Saturday and Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. Hope to see you there or maybe set your DVR if you're out there having fun on your long weekend. Well, I'm going to be working the long weekend because I just got back from a vacation. So it's back to the grindstone for me. But the vacation was very cool. Started in the U.K. We talked about that. I did the show from London for a few days. Then went to Ireland for a football game. We discussed that at some length with Reese Davis of ESPN yesterday. That was fun. There were some other things that we did in Ireland that it was a new experience for me. I'd never been to that country. And then back to Greece, where I actually had been kind of recently, but I was invited to Kennedy's 50th birthday party. And how can you say no to that? And just had a blast. So Christine has been like coming out of her skin to ask questions about all of it. She was very restrained, barely texted me while I was on the vacation. But I know, Christine, you have questions, and I am here to answer them to the best of my ability in the time that we have remaining. Go. Ah, welcome back, laddie. Did you have a good trip? Is it possible to end the show right now? Can we, like, 
play Irish music for the next 10 minutes or whatever it is. I, I, I can't handle that. All right. All right. All right. I, you're lucky I don't have a Greek accent. I tried. I looked up my big fat Greek wedding. I was trying to put some things together. It just wasn't working. So. Yeah, no, that, that someone would hear that and it would become my big fat Greek HR complaint. <laughs> That, that's what would happen there. <laughs> so that's for the best. Let's just avoid the accents altogether. Okay. Um, and, and you can ask the questions in your very normal Jersey girl accent. Oh, okay. Um, so let's start in Ireland. How was the food? Because I've heard two different things. I've heard it, the best steak you will ever have is in Ireland. But I also have heard the food is meh. You don't go there for the food. You go there for the views. I don't think you go to Ireland for the food. You might go to Ireland for the drinks, and they have a lot of them. I will say we actually had several very good meals. Now, that took some, you know, research. So we picked restaurants very specifically in order to have a good culinary experience at a few of the restaurants, including a very cool one, probably my favorite meal of the trip, at least of the U.K. and then Ireland leg, we stayed at a hotel in the west of Ireland in a town called Galway. We drove all the way across the country from Dublin. This was Adam had flown in that day, and we had two friends with us, Mitch and Carolyn. What a blast with them. So we went across the country. They call it the Emerald Isle for good reason. Just greenery, lush green colors everywhere you look. It is so beautiful. And we got to this hotel, which is in an old, like, castle and abbey. In fact, the word Abbey is in the name of this hotel or resort, and it was right on a golf course. They had their golf course. We went biking around the golf course through the mist. It was the only day of somewhat inclement weather that we had, almost miraculously there. But it was kind of, I don't know, romantic, biking through slight rain in Ireland. It was just so cool. And on the premises of this hotel, they have, I think it's four train cars of the original Orient Express. So these ornate train cars from yesteryear. And they have converted these train cars into a restaurant. And you make your reservation. They give you a train ticket when you board. And you sit at the little sort of tables that used to be just in the dining car. It was really cool. We had some great wine. We ate a great meal. There were a few other Northwestern fans that said hello to us on this train that doesn't go anywhere. It just sits there as a restaurant. And there was a novelty to it, but it was also kind of classy and it felt like a throwback. That was really cool. That put sort of the exclamation point on a day that was already pretty amazing. And then the next day was the Cliffs of Moher, which was another drive further south along the West Coast. And I'm sure you've seen those photos, Christine, the famous cliffs on the coast of Ireland. Oh, yeah. Totally worth it. Absolutely breathtaking. We took far too many photographs and just had a great time. And there were just cows. There were like cows grazing right there on one side in these beautiful meadows and pastures. Then you turn around and there's the ocean and these dramatic cliffs and this old stone tower overlooking one of them. It was just fantastic. And the Irish people were so nice. What about the sheep? I read a fact that says there are more sheep. They were sheep. also very nice. There are more sheep <laughs> than were... people in Ireland. A lot of sheep. Uh, I think the most sheep per person per capita country might be New Zealand, which is also a beautiful place with lovely people. But it was. have you been to Ireland, Christine? 
I have not. But, I, I mean, with this accent, I should be over there. Yeah. I mean, you might get hate-crimed, actually. for, And it might be justified. You could get some, like, jury nullification. They would play a clip of this show of the accent at the trial of your killer. <laughs> and they would be like, not guilty, Your Honor. I have so many more Ireland questions. We might have to hold off on Greece. But, okay, let me go quickly. By the um, way, I just want to say one more thing about Ireland. When I arrived there, I was excited because at the U.K., everything's biometric, so they don't stamp your passport. It's like they, like, scan your irises. When I arrived in Dublin, they do stamp passports, and it was my brand-new passport. My previous one, 10 years, a great 10-year run. It had expired. I went through all the stamps nostalgically on the flight over there, and I— tweeted all the flags of the countries I'd been to. It is cool. So this was a brand new virgin passport. And I just couldn't help myself at customs or at the passport control in Dublin. I told the guy, this is my first stamp in my new passport. It was, you know, I'm so excited. And he had his hand on the stamp thing. And he looked at me and he paused. And I couldn't tell what he was going to do. And with this dramatic flair, he goes, it's an honor. And then stamped it super hard. It was, I laughed out loud. Welcome to Ireland. Okay, Greece, go ahead. No, no, no. I still have Irish questions. Oh, you do? Okay, please, please. I don't want to cut that short. In every hotel bathroom, do they actually have Irish spring soap? I, I actually, I don't know. I did use the soap. I would imagine it was probably Irish soap. I think the butter that I ate was probably Irish butter. Oh, right? Kerry. Kerry Gold butter is delicious. And I have to confess, I did not order a Guinness ever. I had a sip of one just to do it. I don't like it. I don't like Guinness beer. It looks cool. The pours are all exciting. I just go with a more traditional sort of lager type situation. And then cocktails as well. Oh, do they have whiskey there? They sure do. Okay, I have two more questions. Is the beer really warm on tap? No, I had cold beer. Okay, and then um, I'm going to give you some names, and you tell me if you've seen them, okay, when you were there. Liam Neeson, Bono. Okay, the answer, I'm just going to do a collective no. But, but I, didn't, I didn't go through my list yet. All right, carry on. Liam, Liam Neeson, Pierce Brosnan, Colin Farrell. I can't say these names. Bono, Van Morrison, Snow Patrol. Didn't even know. Any of them, did you see? No. You don't seem to really be interested in answering my question, so let's go fly over to Greece now. I, I answered very uh, succinctly the answer to a question that I had anticipated what the answer would be already. But, yes, okay, so we're on to Greece and Kennedy's party. Okay, so how long does it actually take you to get to from – is it like one plane over? No, we had to go through Frankfurt, Germany. Did you have any bratwurst? Did not, but had part of a soft pretzel. Ooh, that was my next question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was there for like four hours at the, at the airport, so. Okay, so we get to Greece. Now, this is a party, right? This is a group of people that you're really good friends with, correct? It's a group of close friends of Kennedy's, with whom I'm also friends, and then some of Kennedy's family as well. 17 of us in total at this unbelievable villa that she had rented that was huge. It was massive, and it was at the top of this very steep hill, so it was a workout every day just to get into the villa, but totally worth it. What did you guys do? Like, was it just very relaxing, you know, during the day where you just at the pool? I think I saw you on some sort of boat, which I'm surprised 
you went on because we have talked many a time that mm-hmm. you don't do boats. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the video, I was a little surprised. Well, I took some Dramamine. Oh, okay. Before the trip and during the trip. So the Dramamine was a lifesaver. I was prepared for that. Yeah, Kennedy also chartered a boat. Actually, on our recommendation, because last time we were there, we had such a fun time on the water around this beautiful island. I said, she said, if there's one thing that we need to do in your recommendation, what would it be? And I said, definitely like a catamaran for the day. So we did that one day. We did a beach day another day. And then she had made dinner reservations in the evenings at these places with just vistas that are so beautiful, they look fake. They look like they couldn't be real. One was so impressive, I tweeted a photo. Even Brit Hume was impressed. He tweeted at me, very nice. Where is that? <laughs> uh, so we we had a very good time and ate very well in Greece. And many, many toasts and many, many drinks, as you might imagine, when you get that crew together led by her. Will you invite Brit Hume on the next trip? Well, that's not my call. That's Kennedy's call. Uh, he might have been invited on this one, for all I know. Maybe he declined, couldn't make it for some reason. But we did have quite a Fox on-air contingent there. At one point, it even occurred to me, we had literally the full complement of an outnumbered couch. We had four on-air Fox ladies and then hashtag one lucky guy, me. So it was Kennedy, Dagan McDowell, Kat Timpf, and Emily Campagno. And we've all done that show. We've all done it together at some point, not that exact group, but probably four of the five in different iterations. Emily is one of the permanent co-hosts of Outnumbered. So that was fun. So we took a photo of the five of us, me in the middle, obviously, as if we were sort of near the virtual couch, except behind us is like a Santorini Greece sunset. Spectacular. I posted that on my Instagram, and it's doing extremely well. If you want to go at Guy P. Benson, maybe give me a follow, maybe double tap that photograph. I'd like to think that it's a good photo of me, but I suspect that a lot of the likes might have to do with Uh, the ladies flanking me. It's just a guess that I have, but you can go be the judge for yourself at Guy P. Benson. That's my Twitter and my Instagram. And my most recent photograph is from Greece with the birthday girl and the aforementioned colleagues as well. So Dan said, I probably shouldn't ask this, but I want to talk about your shorts. Maybe that's another conversation from that picture. My shorts? Yes. Okay. I I actually did get some comments on the shorts. So Dan felt it was an appropriate length. I thought they could have been a little longer. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were hoping they'd be shorter. No, no, no. We heard we heard from another Fox News colleague who was not on the trip, who shall remain nameless, who texted my husband saying that I should never be allowed to wear pants again. I should only wear those shorts, including on the outnumbered couch. And so that was a, a rave review from someone I was not expecting to hear that from, but I appreciate it. They were, truth be told, Adam's shorts. But I thought they fit pretty well, and uh, I think it looks not terrible. So I stand by the decision. I stand by it, too. Great length. I wear the same <laughs> short length. Thank you. I do, absolutely. It is, and it Wyatt perfect. is nodding. Okay. Christine, you are outnumbered. No, but here's the thing. I'm just, I just imagine wherever you go, beaches, it doesn't matter where you are, you're always in your blazer. <laughs> And your jeans and your shoes. Yes, I, sh- I shower. I shower in my blazer, actually. Boat shoes and blazer. All right, I'm getting I'm told kidding. we got to go. I have one last question for you, and we're going to wrap it up. You mentioned Dagan on the trip. Did you mm-hmm. ask her when she's going to come on the show? <laughs> she comes on the show. I'm just Usually uh, when there's some economic news, she comes on. And they've all been on the show. we got to get Emily on a little bit more, I would say. But these are regulars on the Guy Benson show, and I do their shows, and it was just one big happy fox family which was very cool plus 
Kennedy's family and, you know, plus ones and significant others. Just a very cool time. Happy birthday to Kennedy. As I said in a toast to her on our first night at this beautiful restaurant, I raised a glass and I said, she is the coolest person that I know. She is also one of the kindest people that I know. And that is a very rare combination, especially in this business. And it's pretty special. And I said, not only is she close with all of us, she literally had officiated two of the weddings of the couples that were on this trip. Ours and then Kat and Cam as well. And I said, the only thing that was wrong about this experience and this whole picture is that there's no way she could possibly be 50. Come on. How is that woman 50 years old? Well, they're still in Greece. They have one more day in Greece, That most of that crew. So uh, happy birthday, Kennedy. We love you. But we are up on a break and out of time. It's the weekend. It's a long weekend. The Labor Day edition of The Guy Benson Show is on Monday. You can listen live. You can get that podcast, GuyBensonShow.com. Back here with a live new show on Tuesday. We will talk to you then. Enjoy the long weekend. And thank you for listening. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to this show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.